Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by Silicon Valley Bank, Ideas Bank here. On today's show, Dyson gives up on electric vehicles and why Hooters, yeah, that Hooters, just merged with a pharmaceutical company. But first, Silicon Valley's China problem. So Chinese officials are meeting in Washington, D.C. this week to hopefully de-escalate trade tensions. But at the same time, China-related pressure has been mounting in Silicon Valley. Specifically, pressure to stand with the protesters in Hong Kong, who many believe are pushing for the sorts of democratic reforms that are in line with tech industry values. So far, though, tech industry executives seem to be following the money instead of their morals. Three recent examples. First, Apple pulled a crowdsourced mapping app that Hong Kong protesters had used to identify blocked streets and police presence. Second, Google pulled a game whereby people could play as the Hong Kong protesters. And three, Activision Blizzard took prize money away from a professional gamer who spoke out in favor of the protesters during a post-match interview. Blizzard also fired the people who interviewed him. All of this, of course, is extremely complicated in a global economy. And for years, we've seen, for example, U.S. entertainment companies censor the films and TV shows that they send to China. And then there was The Gap last year apologizing for not including Taiwan on a T-shirt showing a map of China and both Delta and Marriott apologizing for listing Tibet and Taiwan as separate countries on their websites. But the thing is, The Gap and Delta and Marriott they haven't spent the past few years on the forefront of American social politics. They haven't ever really claimed to be trying to make the world a better place. That's almost the exclusive province of the tech companies. And so far, they're being shown to be paper preachers. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Freed. But first, this. This episode is brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. Know everything about coding, but not so much about banking? For more than 35 years, Silicon Valley Bank has been helping high-growth companies navigate through each stage of the startup journey. Stay tuned to learn more. Silicon Valley Bank. Ideas. Bank here. We're joined now by Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Freed. Silicon Valley has for a while been very loud and very proud about all sorts of domestic political issues from immigration to the environment to LGBTQ rights. But here, when it comes to pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong, the collective response seems to be acquiescence. Am I wrong? Well, certainly for the tech companies, which is many of them that do business in China, they are acquiescing, and that's the cost of doing business in China. And I think the media companies have known this for a while. Like if you go back to some of the TV companies, Fox, et cetera, have had to you know, make concessions, both with what they program domestically, but even abroad, in order to stay in China. Is this ultimately money over morals? Or am I overstating the second part, that there's not a feeling that you get a sense that there is kind of a feeling that there's a moral imperative to support, whether it be free speech or the protesters? I think it is to a large degree. I mean, you will hear the case made by the companies that are doing business in China that it's better to be here than not. And by being part of the system, we have a voice. But come on, how much of a voice are they having? I mean, the voice is basically to amplify the Chinese government. That's the voice they get. So let's talk about some of these examples. So there's this Apple situation where Apple pulls this basically crowdsourced mapping app that protesters in Hong Kong were using to, among other things, identify where police were. Tim Cook in an internal memo basically says, yeah, we got rid of it because it was allowing people to attack specific individuals. Basically, you know, John CQ cop they could attack. But that doesn't hold up to scrutiny, right? It doesn't really. I mean, basically, if you look at it, the app tells you where concentrations of police are not 
the individuals to target. I mean, in theory, you could be ambushing a concentration of cops with even more protesters, but that seems a little bit far-fetched. Think of the NBA example, right, where they apologize and they unapologize and have kind of gone back and forth. Has Cook or Apple said anything other than that memo since the memo doesn't seem to cut it? You know, I've heard a little bit of rumblings that there are some more sophisticated issues at play. For example, let's say you were a criminal and you look at the app that tells you where the police are in concentration. It also tells you where the police aren't then. But you and I can do that with Waze on our phones when we're driving down the highway, right, here in the States. And I know it's not an Apple product, but it's a, it's a Google product, and they don't seem to have a problem with that. Well, that's different, though. You can tell where the traffic is. No, you can tell where police are. There's that little police icon. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different to avoid a traffic stop and being pulled over than it is where are the police, so let's go commit crime. The Google example is an interesting one because Google, you know, for the most part, decided not to be in China. It tried. It couldn't really. And it decided not to really from a business perspective. It thought it was going to have to give away too many of the crown jewels of its technology to make it worth doing business there. Could you foresee a situation which other big U.S. based tech companies decide, you know what, it is more hassle than it's worth, both from a technology perspective and from a political perspective? I can. I mean, other than Apple, most U.S. tech companies haven't been particularly successful in China, so they wouldn't be giving up that much. I think Apple is the one, and interestingly, you know, they're the ones that have spoken out the most on sort of pro-democracy values here in the U.S., but they're the one with the biggest interest in China. So they'd be the one, I think, least likely to pull out or at least would have, you know, the most to lose. For the other tech companies, you know, we're not talking about as much of a hardship. One of them, though, that we would be would be Activision Blizzard, right, which isn't technically a Valley company. It's a Los Angeles company, but the big game maker. And, and if you look at what they do, particularly in terms of kind of their gaming leagues, et cetera, Asia, including China, is a huge market for them. They have actual leagues that have teams based in China. They had the situation earlier in the week where somebody won a game, spoke out in support of the protesters. He lost the money he had won on the game. The interviewers were fired. Blizzard hasn't said a word yet on this. What's the latest? What's happening there? So you're seeing a lot of blowback from a bunch of different constituencies of Blizzard. You're seeing employees had a walkout. You are seeing gamers stage protests and calling for boycotts. One of the founders of World of Warcraft or one of the lead developers, you know, way back when is saying, I'm not going to have any involvement going forward. So I think they're facing a cost. I mean, there's going to be costs both ways, as you point out. You know, they have big business in China. Also, Tencent is a significant investor in Activision Blizzard. They helped the company been out of Vivendi way back when and still hold a 4.9% stake. So they have a bunch of ties to China. And as I wrote about in Login today, this is challenging. I mean, I think both the U.S. and China crave this independence, but they're actually woven in very interesting ways. Sometimes it's financing, sometimes it's manufacturing in a fewer examples, but in Activision and in Apple's case, it's also customers. And you have tensions both ways. In a final question for you, do these companies, whether it be Apple, Activision, et cetera, but particularly a company like Apple, does it risk domestic political problems? And I ask in the sense of you have seen really a bipartisan slamming of them, of the NDA, kind of everyone who is acquiescing to China on the Hong Kong issue. And if you're Apple, for example, or any of these other companies that already are facing potential regulatory, maybe antitrust problems in D.C., are they basically shooting themselves in the foot to be bringing on bipartisan anger toward them? I mean, it's not helpful, to be sure. I think it's one thing that you will certainly hear lawmakers that are critical of, for example, Apple. You'll certainly hear them bring this up. I think, again, Apple has a lot at risk here, and I think it's worth it for them from their perspective. 
in that they don't want to jeopardize this giant business in China, plus the relationship that they have, which is already tense sometimes with so much of their products manufactured there, is also an issue. So Apple has this very delicate dance. When you say you think it's worth it, let me just push on that for a second. From Apple's perspective, I'm not saying it's worth it for me. Is Apple not worried that it is? Because you said Tim Cook particularly really seems to care about the company's moral standing in the world. From Apple's perspective, they're not worried that they've completely or are in the process of completely undercutting it. And the next time he stands up and says, you know, this about the president or this about what Congress should do, people are going to look at him and just say. I mean, I I do think we're going to hear that. I do think, you know, this is a case where the business interest is strong enough that, you know, they're taking a position that can be attacked from a democracy standpoint. Ina Freed, chief technology correspondent for Axios and author of the Axios Login Daily Newsletter, which you can get at signup.axios.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. My final two, right after this. Earlier, we highlighted Silicon Valley Bank's experience with helping startups. But with Silicon Valley Bank, you're also getting a partner committed to supporting you as you strive to hit your next milestones. Perhaps that's why 50% of VC-backed tech and life science companies choose Silicon Valley Bank. Visit svb.com forward slash next to learn more. Silicon Valley Bank. Ideas. Bank here. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is Dyson, the famed vacuum cleaner maker that spent the past couple of years trying to build an electric car. Well, until yesterday, when Dyson decided that, quote, they simply cannot make it commercially viable, end quote. Now, Dyson does plan to keep working on solid state batteries, but the larger withdrawal reflects just how hard the EV nut is to crack, particularly for non-vehicle makers like Dyson, whose two and a half billion dollar investment just could not compete with the bigger numbers being spent by companies like Mercedes, and General Motors and Audi. And finally this morning, a cancer drug startup called Sonnet Biotech announced yesterday that it's going public on the NASDAQ, but not through an IPO. Instead, it's getting there through a reverse merger with a company that operates a chain of Hooters franchises. Basically, Sonnet will pay less than $10 million for the listing, change the ticker symbol, and be on its way. The Hooters franchisee, meanwhile, plans to spin the restaurants out into a new holding company, but the future of that venture is unclear, given that its share price had fallen from 35 bucks a share in 2015 to less than a buck per share earlier this year. In short, fast casual dining is struggling in general, and antiquated sex-drenched shops like Hooters feel as stale as weak old chicken wings. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Jesse Lee, have a great national sausage pizza day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast.